because what we do, what we teach is it's like uniform that it works across all all, co- all the coaching industries and niches that I mentioned before. What I've learned is that everyone is looking for the same result and coming up against the same challenges. Learn modern marketing that you can use to grow your business in today's competitive landscape. This is Digital Marketing Masters with Matt and Carrie Rouse. Welcome to Digital Marketing Masters Podcast, and I'm your host, Matt Rouse. And today, my guest is Maxwell Nee. Maxwell, how are you? I'm really good. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us. And Maxwell is a co-founder of High Performing Coach, and they have built over a million-dollar online coaching business, and they grew over 300% during the COVID-19 lockdown. And today, we're going to talk about shifting from in-person to online events. And I guess my first question is, how can you make online events as effective as we had the in-person events kind of before the whole pandemic thing started? Yeah, it's a, it's a really good question, Matt. So we, we were actually forced into this. So it, it, it sort of just happened. So we had an event that was completely sold out four weeks before the lockdown. And then the lockdown happened and no one could enter London. That's where the event was. And so we had to shift to, to online or just forfeit the event. And, you know, it was it was a lot of stuff we had to really figure out quickly because, like, at this point in time, live in-person events was about 60% of our revenue. So, you know, it was either this or something close to this or we'd just forego all of that. And what we found was the, the way that we showed up and the way that we delivered it, it was actually as as effective in terms of people wanting to work with us afterwards, the number of people, like the conversion rate, as a live event, if not maybe even a little bit more. And the only other part that was really different was that we we opened ourselves up to everyone within the same time zone rather than just, you know, 50-kilometer radius to the London city capital. Nice. The online events seem to be like hitting their peak at the beginning of 2020, you know, end of 2019, it seemed to be especially like business events and stuff were getting bigger and bigger and there was more of them. I know I'd gone to a couple pretty big ones in 2019, like traffic and conversion summit I went to had, I don't know, like five or 6,000 people at it. You know, it used to be, you know, 500, (laughs) you know, a few years ago. What do you think the biggest opportunity is right now with online events? Yeah, it would be, you know, it's, it sounds really simple, but I, I think it's it's treating an online event as if you would treat an in-person event. So like some examples of things that we would do for our in-person events, because, you know, for an in-person event, you know, you've got to spend, if it's a paid event, even even a free event, you're spending up to like 100 to 150 to $200 to get someone in the room. That's when you take into account that like 15 to 20% of people just don't show up, even if they pay tickets so you want to be actioning key things to make sure people show up and they feel connected to you and they 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 start to feel that this is more than just some webinar you know like you want this to be as far away from their mind as webinar as possible so some of the things that um, we used to do was i sent everyone a text message saying hey just want to confirm that you're coming just to let you know about 200 people register it's completely full if you can't make it please let me know we used to call people and say um hey just want to make sure that you're coming you know, it's completely full. And if you can't make it, that's okay. We can register you for the next one. So really, really, you know, treating it like it's like you've paid $10,000 for this venue. And then what you find is people show up as if you paid 
$10,000 for this venue. And, you know, the venue thing is is interesting because when you had in-person events, you know, people, especially if they're from out of town, they got to book hotels, they got to book travel and that kind of stuff. And having an event online makes it e- even easier for people to just not go, right? And so I think that's, that's vital to have that early check-in. And, and, you know, talking about check-in, do you guys on your online events, do you do like a check-in process or is that like an email check-in process or something? I know that's something a lot of people say that they miss is, is well, I mean, depends who you talk to, is that kind of check-in process. And then they would give you a bag with all your stuff in it and, you know, that can get your badge and that kind of stuff. Do you guys have something for that now or do you pretty much skip that part and go straight into it? Yeah, so we, we pretty much skipped that part. You know, what I would say is that we definitely have touch points. So people, they'll have a 10% sort of doubt in their mind, should I even go? You know, is it even worth my time? At the very last minute, it's like that. The human nature of humans being inconsistent, right? And just to, to help people overcome or break through that 10% of, of maybe I shouldn't go, maybe I, I'm better worth, my time is better spent, you know, watching Netflix or whatever. It's it's the touch points that help people to overcome that. So it's the phone calls, the SMS, the emails. It's, you know, personalized emails if you can. In terms of like getting people to check in, you know, we would treat an online event just like the live event. So we wouldn't do it like a webinar where you, it's just like one way we try to be as interactive as possible. So two way conversation, you know, you're, you're saying hello to people, you know, at all of our events, no matter who's leading it, they'll say, Hey, hey, Stephen, great to see you. Hey, Emily, great to see you. Like, like if you were in front of them in a room, right? Cause you wouldn't just sit there silently and just get ready to blast one way content. And then, you know, we also set the context. So we say things like, you know, if you can't stay till the end, we, you know, we recommend coming back because, you know, you won't get the full experience and that's okay. You know, we recommend putting your phone away. We recommend this, we recommend that. Like as if, you know, you treat it with the same level of, of like respect and intentionality as, as if we were in front of each other and we will, you know, reciprocate that. Nice. Have you guys tried sending physical items to people for online events, like, you know, event package or something like that? I've seen that done a couple times this year. Yeah, that, that's that's a great idea. We we haven't actually done that ourselves as yet, but it's definitely on the on the agenda. So you always want to have a list of things that you could do to surprise and delight people. That's one of them right at the top of the list. You know, another thing you could do to surprise and delight people is offer them a free lunch. You know, how do we, how do you offer a free lunch on an online event? Well, you offer a Uber Eats voucher, a delivery voucher, right? And then you say, hey, you know, here's fifteen dollars. This is the free lunch. This is what I I would have spent six dollars fifty anyway on on tea and coffee. Not to mention two thousand dollars on the venue plus four hundred dollars for travel and expenses and and the airport taxi and whatever. So what's $15 to really, really give someone a unique experience when they're just expecting a webinar? All right. Yeah, I've seen a couple of some of the like marketing related events. Obviously, I go to marketing events and one of them had like a package that they send you ahead of time that had like like a workbook to follow along with was a good one that I saw. But another one, you went to the event and then they didn't have your physical address, like your mailing address. And then at the event, you could enter your mailing address if you wanted to get stuff sent to you after. And they say like uh, it's like a book and a sticker for your laptop and kind of some of the swag, but not all the crap that you get when, you, you know, you go to a convention or something or a trade show. You get that giant bag of paper that you just chuck in the recycle bin. And you take the two pieces of swag out that you want. <laughs> Man, the trade show days were crazy. 
Like you can say that now, right? You're like, remember the old days when we still had trade shows? <laughs> yeah, remember the old days when we could go into restaurants and not wear a mask and yeah. It's so interesting the stuff that's happening. I guess vaccines are actually starting to get around now. Like I mean there there are very few people have gotten them so far, but I think that holds some promise. You know, especially if you can get like a card or something, right? It's like like I was vaccinated and you can use that or a vaccination doctor's note or so I don't know how they would do it. But then you could use that to go to an in-person. But, you know, I don't think we're ever going to go back to in-person events the way we had them before. I think you guys are definitely on the right track with the online event format. And what kind of events are you guys doing online? Like what like what are they, what are the online events for? Like who's the client for those kind of events? At High Performing Coach, you know, we help coaches build their business from from zero. So that's anyone that does like transformational work, like life coach, health coach, executive, leadership, anyone except for a personal trainer or like a, a sports coach. And all of our events are designed to help coaches, you know, give them actionable value and, and insights and things that they need to, to start building their coaching business, even if they've never done it before. And, you know, we've got some events that are free. We've got some events that are that are longer with more content and they go deeper and and they're paid. But it's all designed around, you know, very, very specific, our very, very specific niche and, and, and focus. So, you know, if you're going to jump into the online event space or any event space, you know, all the same rules apply in terms of, you know, know your market, speak to them. You know, if you speak to them directly into what they're looking for, it, it does like half the work for you. You know, the the last thing you want to do is think of an event that you're really excited about and then try to find a market to match it. You know, that's not what I would recommend. And I've seen people that have done that. And it's it creates more work than, than it's worth. So in the coaching world, I mean, there, there's so many different types of coaches, right? Are you helping them? I mean, uh, a, a lot of coaches would do group coaching used to be, you know, the way to get into coaching, right? Is you would start with group coaching so you get more people in the room for a lower price. And then, you know, and then from there, you would find people who wanted one on one help and then work your way up from there into referral, yada, yada. Is that model now different for coaches to get started? I guess they can always take your workshop right? <laughs> to find that out. You don't have to give me all your secrets. I'm just saying. But I'm curious if that model's changed because, I mean, obviously, group coaching is not as much of a thing anymore unless they're doing that online now. Yeah, yeah. You know, I definitely recommend come come to a workshop. You know, one of our workshops is basically a group coaching session. You know, like Ryan or Tina, whoever's leading the workshop will show up on that workshop and literally coach you on the spot with what, what you're stuck with in terms of your business. So it's, you know, if you go in there, put your hand up and, you know, have that specific question that you need help with, you'll, you'll get the help that you need. And that's what we've found works really well. You know, we've found not holding anything back. And, you know, within the context of, yeah, this will this will help to get you going. But, you know, we could if we could accomplish this in two hours, imagine what we could accomplish together in six months. Do you think there is a kind of a common thread right now that coaches are running into problems with because of COVID? There's a few things that I that I noticed coming into COVID. So what COVID did was that it was like water that washed over I don't want to say a mountain, but it was like water that washed over like a driveway and, and it just revealed all the cracks that were already there. So if you had a coaching business that was completely centered around a referral based business, that's great. 
that's amazing. That's that's very comfortable, and that's a really really rewarding way to do business. To just keep like a tight circle of clients or whatever. But those evaporated like overnight because everyone sort of retreated into you know reevaluating what what's going on. Right. So another thing that that I found COVID did was that. So we, we actually saw an influx of people ready to, to work with us at the beginning of COVID. And that was because we had positioned ourselves and, and offered, you know, things at, at, you know, at extreme value. And, you know, a lot of people sort of had like a reality check. Like it was the COVID dropped urgency on the, on the planet. And everyone who was ever thinking about doing something just said, okay, well, there's a joke, right? The, the world's going to end. So I might as well do what I've always wanted to do now. So pushed everyone off the fence we found. So we found you know, the 20% of people who were really close to taking action, but they were just sort of sitting on the fence for a little bit longer and a little bit longer and a little bit longer, they were pushed into action. And the 80% that were, you know, further away from going into action, they just basically got pulled back to whatever they were actually more drawn to doing in the beginning. Interestingly, I was talking to um, my dad, who's a professor of corporate strategy, he's retired now, but and I was asking him about what businesses should be looking at for 2021. And we were talking about that. And, uh, you know, he, he was saying that necessity is the mother of invention. Right. And so everybody suddenly, you know, had to get really inventive in a lot of industries quite quickly or they had to pivot their business. Or, you know, like you were saying, some people maybe stopped doing whatever they were doing and said, I'm just going to go do that thing that I, I want to do with my life now while I have the chance. And there's also, you know, a lot of businesses and stuff where. And not necessarily business owners, but maybe somebody was an employee of a company or something who had layoffs and then they could get unemployment while they're on unemployment. They have the money and the time to start building their coaching business or, you know, so there are a lot of stuff happens around that. How did you get into coaching coaches? Yeah, so my my first niche or iteration of, of having my own online, my own business was actually in digital marketing for coaches. So, you know, helping them with client acquisition and also gyms because I, I love fitness. So I was doing digital marketing for coaches and gyms, you know, two very different things, but two things I was interested in. And, you know, for me, in reality, this business is just an evolution of the digital marketing for coaches. You know, we found that, like there was only so many results that you could get for someone that wanted like a done for you. There's only so many, like if you're really doing pure done for you, like literally, you know, feed me, put the food in my mouth, help me chew it, like real done for you. It only goes so far, but if you can get something that's a bit more done with you, like a, like a program, then the results can, can be so much higher because there's, there's, there's buy-in, there's cooperation, you know, deep cooperation for both sides. So that's how I ended up here. It's really just an evolution of, of what I was doing before and and just keep I kept listening to the market and, and what what was going to create the best results was going to create the best results for, for the market and, and as a result and the clients and as a result our business. So did you guys transform your digital agency into a coaching business or is that was it like a piece that you sold off or something like that? How did you guys exit your digital agency doing done for you marketing or you still do it? versus, you know, coaching? Yeah, so the, the agency clients just sort of dropped off. And so it was like perfect timing. The agency clients dropped off. We we were more passionate, more drawn to, to doing this. And then it just, one thing dropped off and the other thing just kept growing. So it, um, it, it took care of itself, really. Is like the fitness coaching niche, is that your favorite kind of group to work with? Or do you have a new favorite now that you've been doing it for a little bit? 
That's a good question. No one's ever actually asked me that. I don't have a favorite group. You know, after coaching similar, like like this year, we've helped like 2,000 plus coaches in, in our programs and, and workshops. Like after working with, you know, so many different people and, and seeing so many different people on their journey, because what we do, what we teach is it's like uniform that it works across all, all, co- all the coaching industries and niches that I mentioned before. What I've learned is that everyone is looking for the same result and coming up against the same challenges. So, you know, because the nature of, of growth whether it's in your business or personal, is that it's always you growing as a person is what is going to really drive that that engine. I see all of our clients as all coming up against the same thing. Like they're all just humans just overcoming their fears and trying to do something they've never done before. That's the bottom line. But in terms of like favorite, like I love people who will who are open to taking on, you know, everything that I've I've got to show them and that everyone in our business has got to show them. Like I love seeing people just feeling the fear and, and doing it anyway and, and ready and ready to grow and just, just super, super hungry. And I just resonate with that because that's how I feel. Right. It's great seeing your clients have success with what you're doing when they're involved in that process. I mean honestly we're we're a done for you marketing agency, right? And our hook SEO agency. And I mean, we do some other stuff too. We'll do one kind of some piecemeal stuff here and there. But I mean, the, the, the done for you part is the part that we're best at, but it's never a hundred percent done for you. It's always, you know, there's, there's working with the client to get that. I mean, you really have to have a tight fit with your clients to be able to do done for you work. Otherwise it just doesn't work. Right. I mean, it just, it, there's, there's like you were saying, the cracks appear pretty quickly. It's going to be almost like a perfect relationship. Like it's almost as rare as finding love. Because basically, pure done for you is like someone saying, you know, I will, I will let you be responsible for all the money that comes in. <laughs> like that's a big responsibility, you know. I will let you be responsible for ninety percent of the money that comes in, and you know, you tell me what to do, right? So it's it's a big responsibility, and because of that, it's like a pressure cooker. Like it's it's you know that relationship is either quickly going to work or it's quickly going to blow up, right? One thing that we do to kind of uh, avoid the high pressure side is a lot of our clients will have a marketing channel or a kind of referral network that's already working for them. And we just kind of take over everything else. Right. So a good example would be like someone who's a wholesaler. So they're, they make enough money wholesaling to support their business. And then we're going to get them into direct to consumer. You know, so we'll do all of that marketing and everything and they just handle their wholesale business, you know. So things like that work really well for that model. For all you agency people out there, I know we have some agency listeners. Man, working with coaches is fantastic because you get to help people who are helping other people. Do you ever sit back and look at it and be like, well, I help 2000 coaches who are going to have, you know, who knows how many clients each. So I'm helping like tens of thousands of people. That's quite an impact that you can have. Yeah, yeah, it's you know it's really humbling. Like two stupid lines that I say sometimes is that like I'm a life coach, coach, or I help people help people. <laughs> well, it's true though. I mean, I think anyone in the marketing, coaching, anybody who works, you know, with businesses, kind of professional services related, that's the model, right? We always tell our staff, our contractors, everybody who works with us that we don't work for our clients. We work for our clients' clients, right? We're trying to get that have that extra layer of impact and man when you're helping so many coaches you must have a massive it's it's a massive responsibility you have maxwell <laughs> you have to help all those coaches clients 
<laughs> no pressure. <laughs> I'm just kidding about that, but yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you this. If somebody wants, if they're a coach, they want to reach out to you to find out more about what you're doing. What's the best way for them to get a hold of you? If you want to get a hold of me, I recommend coming and checking out what we do, right? And the the best way to do it is to go to highperforming.coach forward slash free workshop and just registering and taking a look at what we do. Outside of that, I am most active on LinkedIn. So if you search me, I've checked and double checked. I'm the only Maxwell knee on LinkedIn. And, you know, let's connect. Sounds good. And we'll also have those in the show notes. You can get those at hookseo.com slash podcast. Maxwell, thank you so much for being on the show today. And hopefully we can help some more coaches, help some more people. Beautiful. Awesome. Thanks, Matt. This has been Digital Marketing Masters with Matt and Carrie Rouse. For notes and a transcript of this episode, go to hookseo.com forward slash podcast. Now stay tuned for a preview of our next episode of Digital Marketing Masters. Join us next week as we dive into more tips and ideas to grow your business. Digital Marketing Masters is brought to you by Hook SEO Digital Marketing. Our show is produced by Matthew Rouse and Scott Burson. Mixed and edited by Silent Outburst Productions. I'm your announcer, Daniel D. Craig. We would love to hear your thoughts. Please leave us an honest review with your podcast provider. Your reviews help us help more business leaders just like you.